is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Hollywood Already Did It's Marvel Pair-Ups, where we take a break from our regular podcast and give you a mini-series following whichever Disney Plus Marvel show is out. We've done the history of sitcoms through WandaVision. We have done Buddies for Life, looking at buddy cop comedies with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And the team is back to give you Loki through the years, where we are going to look at each episode of Loki and pair it up like a fine wine with a time travel based movie and look at the themes in these movies, how these affect the characters, the rules, because everybody has their own rules, how and why the appeal of these movies and what it is doing to the character of Loki. Of course, I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me is Jamie Jarak. Hello. And Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And this week we have the first episode of Loki. We're back after what felt like forever, the longest time. We're staying up on Tuesdays now to watch it because Disney has decided that's when we'll be able to get through without it crashing. And we are, of course, pairing up our first one with an all-time classic, a fan favorite, a movie that has aged like cheaper wine, but is still pretty good, the Back to the Future series. But before we get into that, guys, what did we all think of Loki's first episode? Terrence? Jamie, take us away. Whoever wants oh. to go first. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Um, I love it. It's so much fun. Um, you know, uh, what different, like when, like Falcon the Winter Soldier's first episode, I didn't immediately like watch it again. Um, where this one, I've already watched it twice, the first episode. Uh, it's just, it's just so weird and wonderful. And, you know, somebody asked me if it has potential to be better than WandaVision. And for me, that's like literally impossible. I'm never, ever going to like anything more than WandaVision. Yeah. For those of you who um, are not watching, there's a big, Wanda behind her so that's yeah. yeah that's not gonna happen it's just like that's that's just a fact but Loki is my second favorite Marvel character after one well maybe third now that Agatha exists but um <laughs> but so a whole show for Loki is like so my jams I just love how weird it is um they can go any place I love multiverse stuff I'm really hoping we get this multiversal war that that cartoon was teasing um which I know could be secret wars there's so many ways to go with it um but just uh, Tom and Owen are going to be just the chemistry there. That's one thing about the Disney Plus shows is they are really giving us some solid pairings, and I'm stoked about that. Um, and I've already seen episode two, so I have to be careful about not to not to give anything away. She is Mephisto showing up in episode two? <laughs> God damn it. No, There's a lot not. of red in your background. She's James. already is that because of the devil? Playing with time. I she see you have a Blu-ray of Devil produced by M. Night Shyamalan back there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know who also has devil horns? Loki. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, so. Um, I I this is my wheelhouse. I love this weird stuff. Sci-fi is my my bag, so everything being so odd it's just this show has like a weird cohen brothers-esque comedy beat Ooh. going in middle of sci-fi stuff and i'm like i love it i want to mix it all together um as a person who loves like i love all the story building they're do they're dump breaking it down enough like the miss we'll, we'll talk about it but the miss uh tara strong's character missed uh this time is perfect. miss minutes terrence I'm sorry miss minutes is perfect <laughs> and like the psychedelic stuff is broken down enough that the normal folks will get it but what really i love about this episode is just the the actors of 
Owen and Tom just in a room together going tit for tat. Like that is the sweet spot of this this episode. And I love it. I they're one upping them going back and forth. It's switching on the fly from being super funny in comedy to oh my God, Loki is going through it right now. Uh is just phenomenal to watch. I loved I, it. I agree with everything you guys have said. I my eyes were glued to this screen front to back from just re-watching in-game footage that I've seen more times than I'd like to admit to anybody on a first or second date. The in-game number comes on the third. That's when the trust is established. But we had an, an aesthetic that unlike anything else we've seen in the MCU, and one big complaint I have about most movies, most video games, most things, is that we are sapped of color we are sapped of any like unique cinematography, production design. I watched the Eyes of Tammy Faye trailer today and thought to myself, there's more color in this than I've seen all year. <laughs> We've got to get our palettes up and seeing something that has infused this futuristic tone with combinations of Brazil, some Bioshock, Fallout, and taken that and swirled it up with this like Mary Melodies cartoon and, and thrown us something with this ominous score in the background is making one of the like the weirdest most colorful unique tones when we just look outside at the world in that one shot i would have bought an imax ticket i could have explored that all day that was incredible i can't think of anything else that we've seen like it and you you then have these actors that we've already praised. Tom Hiddleston is just so charming. Owen Wilson back in like Wedding Crashers Prime. This is an actor I've missed. I miss that man's wonky nose and his silly style. And he's just, he just doesn't come around as much as anymore. And, and when he does, it, it's just so good. And just hearing that charisma come back, it felt like going home to me. He has such I saw an somebody. Sorry, I, I was just, I saw somebody like online somewhere something be like Owen Wilson's nose is distracting and I was like how dare you first of all how young are you um, that you can't appreciate the cinematic treasure that is Owen Wilson's face um, it, just, it just like seeing him back on my screen is just such a joy he has such an unorthodox way of delivering and but it's it's gets so rhythmic you kind of just get caught up into it I was, oh I love I love I miss I do deeply you don't realize you miss owen until he's gone for a while and you get him you're like oh, that's what i've been missing I, I need more of you in my life so many small lines when he has the mischievous scamp line and pleading oh, to good. the judge it's like oh i missed this cadence yeah. i just want to put on old ben stiller owen wilson comedies and reminisce of a simpler time for me it's got me craving the wes anderson filmography that's mm -hmm. like, I think that during Loki, I'm definitely going to be revisiting some of those. Yeah, uh, Wes and the, the early the early weird Cohen stuff, like, oh, brother, we're out thou type of era. Like, that's the vibe that I'm, I'm getting from it. I'm, I'm all in. I, I totally did not think Cohen until you said that. And I'm, that's such a good, that's totally on track. I really dig that comparison. And then, I mean, we would be remiss not to talk about the, the, yet again, the incredible blend of comedy and drama that Marvel just keeps hitting us over the head with. And watching Tom Hiddleston, you know, maybe one of my few complaints is that we're watching a lot of old footage. We are doing the greatest hits like of a clip show. the MCU. I don't mind it. I'm a sucker for it. It satiates my need to rewatch all 20 of these movies in like five minutes, which is really what I want. 
Uh, but watching him see himself and study what he's done, what he's going to do, they gotta stop making me care about Thor the Dark World because the movie doesn't get better just because you highlight the best Man, parts. they are trying. They are really trying Parents, to make this a I thing. can open up my high school report card and I can show you the two classes I got A's in. The rest of it is still C's and D's. <laughs> no matter how you dress it up, it's still there. It doesn't matter if you keep showing me Renee Russo. It doesn't matter if you break her back. It does matter when you break her back and didn't get because I was She's so wonderful. Oh now, you know, I was, I watched, so I did a Loki marathon yesterday and I watched every movie that Loki was in. And, um, uh, and I, you know, watching the Thor and Frigga moment in Endgame, I was like, oh, Loki deserves this because that was like the closest person in his life. And now that like I I keep saying this, but like I put on my clown shoes, they showed me a clip of Colson, and now I'm expecting for a Colson cameo. I feel but like I they also, I like, feel like they hang on it so long that they exactly. ha- he have to bring him up at some point. Uh, but the same with Frigga. Like I feel like both. Yeah. I feel like I want a scene with Loki and Colson, and I want a scene with Loki and Frigga. I feel like Mom would be more impactful, but Jamie Jirak wants to see Colson. But you know. Yeah, we've done this dance. I feel like it said scene in the matrix. You've gone down this road, Jamie. You know exactly where it ends. They're going to keep burning me, but that's okay. We One think thing, Dr. Strange is coming. We think Spider-Man's coming. Yeah. Mephisto's We'll show you a somewhere. red devilish on a photo. Hey, Mephisto everywhere. The one thing that I will say that it was a little weird, and this happens in comics, period, and especially when you're doing it with time travel. I was a little upset with how flippant they were with the Infinity Stones and the Tesseract. They're kind of like, yeah, this no longer really means that much. And I'm like, yeah, it did a second ago, though. Well, I think it's the context of where we are, right? And I think one of the important things to remember in the Marvel pantheon of comics and in their world is that the Infinity Stones work in their own reality. When they did Amalgam and Darkseid from DC Comics got the stones and brought them back into the DC world, they didn't work. When they've brought them across the Ultimate Universe and into other worlds, they don't work. Mm -hmm. They work in the reality they are made for. And they seem to be treating the TVA as if they are above any and all reality. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, I, I dig it. And I especially when I take it like, okay, timeline A, they have their own troubles and whatnot timeline b has different things and i'm like all right if i take it that way i'm fine but it's just something that comics do as a whole and like we have this big event the big event happens now that big event is not the biggest event anymore. remember when cap was hydra and scott <laughs> summers had the phoenix force yeah but then there there were just so many callbacks which i think is also why i didn't mind it because they were kind of doing like film school script analysis for us in real time you had owen wilson playing therapist of well why why are you hurting these people loki do you like it is this who you want to be why did you say all of these lines why do you keep saying you've done no mischief there's no mischief being done here (laughs) you're just murdering people so like like, in avengers i'm like well he killed 80 people in two days and yet, God, I love him. Like it's, I keep joking. Like he can do no wrong. He can stab Colson, the star of my favorite TV show, and I still love him. It's the jawline. I'm pretty sure if I had a jawline like <laughs> yeah. that, I'd be invincible. <laughs> I could do anything that I set my mind to. Were it so easy? But you know, when we get all of these deeper moments, I think it's showing us how 
not only how this character is going to change, but what he feels has been thrust upon him, which I think we've always interpreted as ruling. And it turns out he's really, it's part of his illusion. It's part of showing that I'm powerful. It's part of making it seem like I'm something else. I have to play this role. I have to be the villain, which just goes back to him being the son of Laufey. And I think that trauma has been pushing every other choice he's made Oh, for sure. Like, see, I'm the bad guy. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. Like, the 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 vis the visage of Tom Hiddleston is already him putting on an affectation. Like, he doesn't normally look like that. He, we've seen him be the blue form. So, identity is going to be a big thing about all of this. And then, like, what is your true identity? Because you have chosen this form, but you don't have to. Nor do you have to do all the other things that you've been doing all this time. I think it's something Marvel likes to do with their villains. If you even go back to how they've treated Magneto and Mystique in the X-Men movies, we sort of keep being like, but maybe. And I like some of my villains to just be bad. Yeah, and that's why I always love the Joker because it's like, oh, you're just, you are a straight line. Every now and then I want to have some of those straight line folks. But every now and then I do want the gray area folks who are like questioning, but why am I bad? My all-time favorite trope, especially in TV, are characters like bad boys who who spend a couple seasons being bad, but they really just want to be good boys, like Spike on Buffy, Jamie Lannister, Sawyer from Lost. Like those are all my favorite characters because I just love watching these sad boys try to be good, but they keep failing at being good, and it really it really hits me in the spot. And Loki's just like that. That's why I, I love always them. love those, especially the ones you just mentioned with Lannister and Sawyer. Like, oh, the ones who like when they go bad, they get a beard. And then when they go back to being good, they kind of shave the beard, they get clean cut. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> I think it's also interesting that you say that, that it, it's somebody aspiring to be good and be this better version of themselves. And we just came off of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was very much about living up to these symbols and, and this process of constantly being good enough. And I think the other side of that coin is of course, the people who are trying really hard to be somebody and can't do it. Like when we saw Bucky and Sam both step up to the plate and succeed at being these giant symbols of, of redemption and of hope and of inspiration and standing up for what's right. And it'll be interesting now to see a character who it seems like at his core wants that but either doesn't know how or doesn't have the tools or just isn't good enough to do it. Yeah. Because all the people who want to be good are a little bad. Or it's a weird thing too that just happens sometimes. You He existed in a world where that was expected of him, where everybody's like, hey, you're Loki, this is what you do. He is now being put in a world where that is not. He can kind of do whatever it is he chooses to do. So that might just be different. Like, oh, I don't have these expectations where I am automa I automatically walk into a room and I'm the most hated person in here. Which is also interesting because his whole thesis, and it comes back in this episode, is the great lie of freedom. When he shows up in Avengers, it's, oh, you don't really want this. Freedom makes you have choices. Having choices means you make the wrong decision. Having the wrong decision means you have regret. And I loved him fully explaining that because when he says it in Avengers, I was like, that's an interesting point, but we're not really, getting into what it. does that mean? And when he says all that to Owen Wilson, it almost feels altruistic of him to be like, I want to, I want to leave this for you. I want you to be the best version of yourself. It, that just means I tell you what it is and you do it, which is like, well, that's not, it's not exactly right. Right. But 
it's an interesting because if he had that if there was somebody just being like don't be bad he probably would be like great (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you're right now he now he has that freedom that he's condemned for his entire arc uh it was a great episode i'm thrilled to see where this character goes and how we push it but now uh it is time to go back in time as they say uh, I would I would have sang it, but I couldn't. I just heard the song in my head. I saw a little, a bit of a little. <laughs> you know, you don't watching. need money, <laughs> guys. It's time to talk about Back to the Future, the 1985 Fourth of July weekend. After 40 failed attempts to get the movie made because of a bad track record from Zemeckis, and because the movie apparently did not fit the raunchy comedy era of the 80s, kept turning it down. Until finally, he did Romancing the Stone. And Universal said, well, we'll give you a deal. Because Romancing the Stone is, of course, great. And now we have Back to the Future. And we almost had Eric Stoltz, but like a man who went back and made another version of it, we now have Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd in a movie, if you somehow don't know, where Michael J. Fox is positioned. He accidentally, really, goes back in time after his old man friend that he has to show him an experiment at one in the morning and lo and behold, terrorists have found him. When you say it out loud, of it's course so- the studio's passed. Nuts. <laughs> um, I'd like to say that we're, we happen to be doing this on Michael J. Fox's birthday, which I think is a fun- Happy birthday. He's been yeah. right here on my desk all day, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Alex Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> There's a tie-in for our podcast for you. Yeah. It is. It is. His, it's his birthday and Natalie Portman's. It's a lot, a lot of birthdays on June 9th in the celebrity world. But one of his best performance, one of Christopher Lloyd's best performance, they of course go back in time in a DeLorean where Marty really only has to get home, but decides to make his life a little bit better in the process. And by his life, I of course mean his parents' life. Uh, but really, unlike any other time travel movie where we go, don't do any of that, we do all of it. He does everything. <laughs> uh, Jamie, you've now chef-kissed this movie three times while we've sat here. Tell us how Love you it. feel about this entire saga of time-traveling nonsense. Um, Back to the Future, the trilogy has was such a staple for me growing up. Um, like I, I didn't get to watch it this week just time-wise, and it was like, well, that's fine. I can still talk about it in yeah. length, as I think we all can. Yeah. Um, the first movie is just a perfect movie. I mean, everything about the first movie is... It's just so pristine and fun and weird. And even the sequels, like the sequels are significantly worse, but still so entertaining. Um, and, you know, the time travel isn't very complicated. It, they, spell, they spell out the rules. It's, it's all pretty clear. Um, and it's just a really fun, fun ride. Uh, and uh, it's a, a classic. It's, I mean, I think, it's, I think Back to the Future is one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, it's definitely one of those movies that they keep like, oh, we're going to make a sequel or remake. I mean, please do not touch that. That is one of those ones you just don't, you should not do. Uh, I remember the first time I saw this, and I, it was the, the whole just opening sequence with him getting out of bed. We don't really see him, and then you get him skating down the street. I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but I love all of this. This is just a fun little time that I'm, I'm going on. It became sort of ingrained in just the DNA. Whenever I see that or hear that, that needle drop of that song, I'm like, ah, yes, simpler times when man was just trying to get his mom and dad together and he his mom fell in love with him good times <laughs> so weird. 
it's it's so weird but it's there's it's a just... lot of stuff in that movie that when you get under the hood is weird <laughs> but it's just We've hired biff to work for us after yeah. his crimes after he is cr- a criminal yeah it's just but like all together the series as a whole it's one of those ones where you're like oh, yes and she's she's correct the two and three are two three they go down in levels as they go along but i do i do still enjoy them as a whole because michael j fox is throughout all of them and it's just having the time of his life and i can watch especially in that era i can watch mike do sort of anything it's just he was infectious it would have been a very different film had this been eric stoltz uh, and i like eric stoltz but yeah i can't i feel like he would have been like too creepy with his mom have you seen the footage it's it doesn't work it doesn't work and i think that whole like there is we've talked about on our on our other show you can't do that anymore there is sort of a and there's an assault sequence that happens in this movie that had it been eric stoltz it probably would have played differently just because it just doesn't feel like michael j fox doesn't feel as the everyday neighbor type of person person that eric stoltz would just be like oh dude this might be a problem get that man out of that car now I always associate Eric Stoltz, um, there's a lot of movies, but when I was in middle school, I was so obsessed with the butterfly effect and he was a pedophile in that movie. So like, I really go, my brain really goes there a lot. <laughs> that movie's terrible. Also though, kind of time travel Actually, that movie would work really hold well on. with I this will, podcast. Butterfly effect I will, will not, not take any here. besmirching from oh, you. I love that movie. I saw it three <laughs> times in theaters. I, I have too. DVD, I but love I, that I, film. But, okay, I think we should do that for this. <laughs> Well, it was on uh, my list that I sent. Yeah. I, I, I I forgot that. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. Um, I'd be really into that. But anyway, that's I, I often associate Eric Stoltz with that movie. No, I think you're all right. I don't know what else there is to say about Back to the Future that hasn't been said already, except everyone's sitting here like three is terrible when it is, in fact, the second best one. Um, I, I put them really close together. Um I one again but in the future i think i just love the future so much compared to the, the mm-hmm. western that's why i guess the, the third one is a better made film i just appreciate future stuff more than i do past stuff when i was a kid that's why two was my favorite because of, oh yeah like it was just cool to see i think i have not watched two i don't think since the trump era happened and i have a feeling it would be harder to watch now it is but yep. it is the most toyetic of all three of them if you were gonna make a bunch of things to buy. You but would buy tons them of stuff from do. Yeah, shoes, skateboard. Like it, the that hoverboard, is, yeah, the DeLorean flies. That's the one where they were like, get some Happy Meal deals. We want to sell all the toys. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think it makes sense. It's, a, it's interesting. You're right. It's one where the rules are very easy. In two, it's even easier. We've just got a chalkboard and we go, we've made two timelines. We got to go back and make one timeline again very similar to Endgame and Marvel I feel like even though Ant-Man said it was a bunch of bullshit the <laughs> only difference is that they don't get to undo the other one that schism mm. still exists but I always am like Endgame's like it's like back to the future adjacent rules can I say this but every time I've seen like you Blake I've and I'm sure turns as well I've seen Endgame an embarrassing number of times and my one part that gets under my skin every time and I I'm, I'm like I wish I could have written this scene is when is when Tony says to says to Scott he's like are you basing this off of back to the future and Scott goes no I want him to just take a beat and say it's back to the future too because that's really what he's describing is the plot yeah. of two 
and I think, and I'm like, I, and the first time I saw that movie, I assumed that's where that bit was going, but he just ends it on no. And I really think a joke would have landed much better if he said, no, it's back to the future too, because that's absolutely yeah. what's happening. Just make it seem so abs- asinine that he's saying back to the future. I'm like, no, it's clearly back to the future too. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> every time I watch that scene, I'm like, give me that extra line. It makes, it would make more sense. My favorite part of all three of these movies is that as it goes on, Doc Brown slowly stops caring about his own rules. Well, and the first, first one, like, it's, Marty, Marty, we can't know too much about our own time. We yeah. can't do anything. And in two, then he just rolls up and is like, we gotta fix your kids, We gotta Marty. go back. They're hooligans. <laughs> and then in the third movie, he has a flying train with a woman he's abducted out of time. And is like, Marty, we're gods, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> I can do anything I want. Uh, it just slowly becomes Rick and Morty when you really think about it. That is a man who rips up a letter forbidding his doom and then at the end is like, Jennifer, have I told you recently that we could do anything? Have you seen my train that anyone can see? Everybody Remember can when see Biff it? stole my almanac by seeing this? Yeah. Irrelevant. Uh, but they're great classic timeless movies about voyeurism and attempted assault uh, <laughs> you gotta scrub those out but i you mean, do you do the, the uh, gentrification we, of jazz music or or or, or, or uh, he does oh steal he is a you know eminem was highly influenced by marty mcfly at the under the sea dance before elvis did it marty mcfly did it <laughs> and a lot of those things like again it's product of its time. A lot of those things I did notice until like a rewatch. I'm like, oh, these are awesome. This is still fun. No, it, I still it, enjoy it. The only this reason thing. we notice these things is because we have seen the movie too many times and we've talked about everything else. Correct. And all that was left to do is be like, did he steal music from people? <laughs> is he Napster? Is Marty McFly Napster? Yeah. But we're not here to fantasize about what Napster could and couldn't have been. We are here, of course, to dive into why we've chosen this movie to go with our part one of Loki. And I think what it comes down to for this pilot and this franchise, to me, is watching these characters change based on what they know. Traditionally in movies, a character has to go through something to have an arc and go on a journey of self-discovery and make mistakes and have a false blah, blah. You read the Save the Cat book. You know what I mean. They go on a journey. And in time travel movies, very often it is um, either a warning or a reconciliation or a a choice to change the past. And I think when you look at Back to the Future, it's interesting because Marty McFly doesn't so much have an arc as much as his dad does by proxy. Mm-hmm. Marty goes back in time and teaches his dad to stand up for himself, allowing Marty to have a monster truck in the future because his dad has had the balls to sell a book. Yeah. Uh, again, when I say it out loud, of course the studios pass. Make Biff wash uh, my car. <laughs> but it's interesting because I feel like in the similar way, we now have Loki watching himself, watching the slideshow of things to come and debating who he is in a way that he didn't really do until after Thor Ragnarok. I think Loki's final arc is in that quick moment in Infinity War when he decides not to have Thor die and goes to kill Thanos and ultimately fails. And uh, it's interesting. So I want to ask you guys, what do you think about 
these type of arcs that almost exist just because they have cheat codes almost they've looked back in time and gone it could be better it could i could do something different i think it's purposeful that marvel chose to to take the loki pre his mom's death because i think he that's when he started to get a a, a signal of humanity and started changing things up a little bit you, you could see that he was weakening or, or becoming more caring that loki post avengers one is still like i want to destroy everything so it was good to take that one out of his element and then show him this is what you become because you're kind of like here's a mirror and this is what this all the stuff that you've been doing this is the pain you're going to go through it's not going to get to what you think it is it's going to end in you losing everything that you love including your brother even though he didn't die you're going to lose him too and then you're going to die at the hands of somebody who was seeking power and is infinitely more powerful than you. That is just a gut punch to get all of that at once. And you're kind of like, oh, I maybe I should change that up. It's sort of similar in a way, but it's like you said, it's more towards the father, but it's sort of similar to what Marty gets in there. He's like, I've got to change. I want my, I have a chance to change the weak, the weak person that my father has become. Maybe if I do things differently or put him in this, these positions or well, take the notes that I have to give him to make him a stronger person, it'll make it better for him and for me in the long run. And even Marty throughout the franchise, he he learns, I mean, the like don't, you know, the whole chicken thing, which is such a silly like way to ruin your life and be so it mad I, you're getting called a chicken. Uh, but I don't like that because grows. they shoot it in two and three as if that's also happened in the first movie. Mm-hmm. It's like this weird retroactive thing where they're like, well, you know, everybody calls Marty a chicken. Blake and I hate that. Like a lot of films do that where they're like, we'll add this scene in here to, but it never, we never Re- saw that. Remember in Back yeah. to the Future 1 when they called <laughs> Marty a chicken? Oh, you don't? You <laughs> shot it exactly the same way in 2 and 3. Yeah. Uh, but you're, Jamie, you're hitting out a very good chord because I think Marty goes through the same thing in 2 and 3. He sees... Like the ghosts of Christmas future, he has to watch this version of his reality where he has, even Griff says it to him, the guy who took his life and completely flushed it down the toilet, <laughs> his, his wife is unhappy, he's making back alley deals against his boss, his kids are hooligans, his other kid apparently will just plan jailbreaks at the drop of a hat. That's what he does. <laughs> I believe it's the daughter that does that as i just watched um and then going all the way back to one we have to meet his like ancestor who's the one who has to be like now sonny you could have just you could have let it go and somehow everyone's driving monster trucks in 1985 but it's it's an interesting thing i think to watch a character go through trauma and then not have to deal with that trauma the Loki, like, like going back, the you know all of that growth he did, the end of Ragnarok, the scene in Infinity War. Um, it's I think it's really interesting because I mean obviously he's gonna have to grow again, and he's probably gonna surpass his growth that we'd already seen. Otherwise, what's the point um, right. of this kind of show? And I and I find that fascinating. A part of me kind of is sad that like oh he 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 this is such a step back. He's leveling down so much but it's going to be such a different journey and there's mm-hmm. so many more doors. I, what I'm hoping we get at least one kind of Back to the Future 2 moment where Marty is like the car, where he's like, 
involved in his own car chase. Oh, you want them to have filmed like Avengers yeah, 2 yeah, yeah. from the other angle? Uh, or? I, yeah, I really love that shit. That's, I like that so much in Endgame too. I, I, I'm such a sucker for that. And that's that's what I'm hoping, like, give me Coulson. <laughs> yeah, like something. that whole, I, I'm with you, that whole sequence in Endgame when Tony's watching them do the, like the pose and stuff. I was like, I'm, I'm a sucker. You play this to me and do this for a whole movie, I'm in. Like I'll watch the reverse angle of an entire play. So yes, I'm in that same boat with you. If we get a moment like that with Loki watching him himself do something and calling it out i'm like oh yeah this is it this is what i I'm here think for. uh i think you'll get that i think you'll get more of uh bd cooper and him in the airplane Hopefully yeah we have to get more of that because what we, like it's a fun little bit but it like has to be it has to be more than just a bit it seems like no, a it, weird that's his bond just something that's he his does. bond like promo tape like this is what i want to be bond here take this <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's kind of what that was. But I'm wondering if we'll see him as other historical figures. I think we will. Uh, I think we'll probably get him, which will be fun. I think you'll get him because he's been able to shapeshift all this time. You get him historical figures. You get him out just random stuff. I'm like, oh, cool. And, and considering that Disney has money to sort of buy almost any and everything, most of the stuff under their umbrella, like they can kind of get it away with a lot in their history of like, this film or this movie, you could do whatever. It's going to be fun, I think, to sort of go on that ride with whatever he shapeshifts to. I think it'll be good. <clears throat> We're getting a lot of rules. I would, of course, die for Miss Minutes now. I need an episode of her every week explaining time to me through old Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah. Uh, and saying more ominous things about suffering for your Because it gets dark. I was like... Oh, uh, look at you. Oh, that looks it. fun. You're a Disneyland pen of Miss Minutes. <laughs> yeah, that mult like the impending multiverse war that she just like kindly just put out there. I was like, oh, oh, oh shit, it's going down. It was in amazing my- how many Easter eggs they put in this. Yeah. It's wild. I know that this will never happen, but I'm just like in my dream scenario, a multiverse war means that they bring in the whole X-Men cast. And uh, yeah, and by, like I know that we're done with that X-Men cast, but I can still dream. You know, I just watched Days of Futures Pass last night and I agree with you. I very I much after that too. movie, I was like, clearly the solution to this was just do Days of Futures Past, have your Deadpool and your Logan, then Disney buys them and can just keep this timeline and the answer can just be days of futures past put them in the mcu and the only thing that wouldn't work is that the time travel rules are opposite in days Days of future past they just change the future i um i have to because they kind of they made a branch reality that's in the mcu well that's what's weird because i think they sort of i mean they kind of hint at his name like but kang is a big part of like time like all of this stuff so and we know jonathan majors is the actor which is is jonathan majors show we know he's going to be an ant-man but i feel like considering everything that's happening here you would have to sort of leave him in here somewhere i think he has to show up because um what's i can't what's her name um um, oh gugu and bathu yeah yeah her character and kang are romantically linked yeah yes so i feel like it makes sense yeah. Um, like also, I feel... I'd love to see them touch mouths. So I would love to see that some... happen. Google is gorgeous. Yeah, they're both good. They're, so, they're both watch very it. attractive people. Yeah. So <laughs> let's see. Um, it. Yeah, I um from what I know of Kang and and what I've been like, it it would be surprising if he if didn't he's not show up. around. Yeah. Um. But I obviously, I mean, what the the big piece of this whole show was the whole like. Yes, we want you. We want to recruit you because there's a Loki doing this. And I'm like, oh, is it going to be a one-to-one of his Loki? Is it going to be a different 
multiverse Loki, like a kid Loki or 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 lady. Oh, Loki. I'm sure that I'm all kid Loki and 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 lady Loki, lady yeah. Loki are come. Well, I I think lady Loki's the killer. Got it. That's my yeah. big theory is that Lady because they've all we've confirmed he's gender fluid in the MCU as he is in the comics. So Love I'm sure that's so much. Yeah. I'm sure that we will get all sort because it's also I won't tell you who, but I will say you your question will be answered. Great. I love it. Great. I love it. Because I also they made it sound like the the TVA has one timeline, that there's only one. There is no multiple. I don't believe it. I think that. that there's a multiverse and what they mean by that is just your timeline is Correct. one timeline. Yes, I think I, that like this branch of the TVA focuses on this sacred timeline, but every timeline has That's my other thing. Cuz I'm like there's a there's an Owen Wilson and another multiverse mm-hmm. and everyone I think I think everybody the great lie that we're going to find out is that there was a war and everyone is under the belief that there's one timeline and they all think they're the one timeline. But they've made the multiple, reveal is going to be multiple parallel timelines yeah. that yeah 100%. that's that's my big theory and then we'll get secret invasion and secret wars i was looking to see if i could find out and i can't uh the original phase four plan pre-covid this would have been after the multiverse of madness mm-hmm. and before what oh. if so right. i'm always kind of trying to be like what was the story going to be Is yeah what if like technically in the canon i, I thought that was like i, I think it's just its own like own thing. sweet spot of things multiverse have a good time yeah just have, enjoy yeah. it knock yourself I'm, out what if it's gonna like because like my favorite we've talked about this kind of like my favorite tv episodes are the ones where they like when buffy has alternate realities and stuff like that and like what i mean how the hell does t'challa become star lord i can't on the guardianship yeah to watch i can't that wait to unfold. see that yeah um so um uh, that's and just to know that we get a little more Chadwick. Um, in yeah, I'll say one last time to hear him. Special. Yeah, uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm going to be so with stoked. a bottle of wine, crying that entire episode. But yeah, I'm going to get through it. Yeah, it's 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 weird because I like Blake's right. I mean, we were supposed to have Wanda Strange and this literally all back to back to back. Like it was supposed to be like one smorgasbord of know, time. No way home wasn't even on the table. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, which now that is actively playing a part of multiverse stuff of so whatever wandavision multiverse because originally then they said it's wandavision spider-man doctor strange is our multiverse trilogy right with loki so but you know what this is why i'm not a big theory guessing person because a I, part I was, of me is just like it's gonna come out yeah it's one I of those literally ones just where, thinking the exact same thing like, like I, was, I, I hate this part i don't like speculating and guessing about stuff like that i just want the i just, just wanna, want i just want to enjoy it yeah, yeah i just want to enjoy it like i sit here like I, I said this on the the video that's on here for for youtube for loki when i talk about the show i was like i don't i'm not gonna you guys are gonna do this mephisto 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 i don't care like if he comes cool he comes I just want to enjoy the moment that I'm in because this shit is a hell of a ride. I will say, I don't think Mephisto's coming. I don't think we'll see Mephisto for quite a long time. Yeah. But it doesn't help to be like, who's the killer? And have somebody point to the big red devil the literal devil the red, i think big it's red like devil. i i think it's somebody like who i i don't the home of Fisto thing i don't care about it and like i saw that and i was like oh because loki has horns like i mephisto didn't even cross my mind until the internet started talking about it 
Um, I just like that my my phase zero my works podcast that's you know that's our job to do speculation mm -hmm. like it's literally like right. that's part of our thing and and uh and I, I I admit I prefer coming here and just being like here's how it kind of relates to back to the future because I'm not an expert I have not read all like I WandaVision I read a lot of comics to prep for that I did not do that for Loki so I I don't have like um, you know, these big guesses. I just want to watch Tom Hiddleston be hot and, and grow as a person. Yeah. Can we all just get that? That's yeah. enough. No. The internet demands <laughs> that I make a thumbnail with all three of our faces being very excited. Uh, and then... <laughs> but I won't be doing that. And I won't be doing any speculations either. And you don't need to worry about that here. Here, we are just giving you more fun analyses, more pairing ups of time travel movies. So you don't need much to enjoy our show. You don't need money. You don't need a fame. You <laughs> don't need a credit card to ride this train. You do, however, need to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe on whichever podcast channel you're listening to, as well as our YouTube channel that Terrence runs, which does have trailer reactions and episode-by-episode -episode reviews without our nonsense. Of course, there's also the regular Hollywood Already Did It podcast, which is more frequent now as movies are releasing again, where we look at reboots, remakes, sequels, adaptations, and wonder why we keep doing this. There's also You Can't Do That Anymore, where we bring on guests to tell us movies that they don't think you could do anymore. You can listen to an excellent episode about Back to the Future on that, where we get into some of the things that haven't aged as well in that movie. As Jamie mentioned, she's also on the Phase Zero podcast at comicbook.com, and you can listen to that every Wednesday. Wednesday, at, we go live on Twitch Wednesdays at noon Eastern. Great. Uh, then does it go live on podcast like the next day it's a podcast yeah it gets put places um, you know follow them on Twitter to know more about that that is I, I just show up when they tell me to and talk about stuff <laughs> my only job on that podcast is to make it like to, to drop as many queer bombs as I can to be like what if they what if these boys kiss though like that's really my whole angle on that show I have no nothing to do with the promotion I love it great <laughs> Uh, you can, of course, follow me at, as always, Blake, Terrence at Terrence Tatum, and Jamie at Jamie Cinematics, and the show at Hollywood ADI. And we will see you next week for Loki. <laughs>